0: This is Robert Colbert coming to you from Malibu and thanking you for listening to TV Confidential. You and I have at least a couple of things in common besides the fact that we're talking to each other right now.
1: Okay.
0: I wrote two books on Jim Garner. Oh, how
1: wonderful.
0: Yeah. My one-on-one time with him was limited, but... Either directly because of him or indirectly because of him, there are a lot of people who have come into my life over the last twenty years. Wow. So I can now add you to that list.
1: Yes, you can. <laughs> I just adored him.
0: Yeah, I had I had forgotten because I one of my I did a book on Maverick and I had forgotten that you did one of my favorite episodes, the one with Adam West.
1: How could you forget it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know Elvis was a part of your life for many years. Yes. I understand Elvis was one of the people who supported you and helped you make the transition when you decided going back to what we we're talking about earlier about performing in Vegas. I understand Elvis was very uh, Elvis was instrumental in, behind that.
1: Well, he was because he was working there along with a couple of other friends and um, these. Always kind of believed in me. He loved to hear me sing. Mm-hmm. He would, uh, no matter what we did, he'd say, "Sing me that song. Sing, yeah. you know, sing this for me." And he thought I should do it. You know, so um, I gave it a try, and it was a a very big success immediately in Las Vegas when I started out. And I had lined there for over fifteen years. Yeah,
0: it was exciting. I understand Elvis liked Vegas because it was one of the few places. In the United States, where he could kind of walk around and just be Elvis, people—it was one of the few places that people kind of left him alone.
1: Not entirely alone.
0: Well, that's true. We are talking about Elvis Presley. About two hundred.
1: But, 200. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Las Vegas was a very is a, a mecca for people who love show business mm-hmm. and show business people. We would see each other, and we would uh, relish in presenting our new shows and, and after hours talking about what was important, you know. And um, one of my other friends that I really miss a lot is Bobby Darren, mm-hmm. who would call me up uh, and say, are you asleep? And I'd say, no, of course I was. <laughs> and he'd say, let's go get some pizza. And so I said, okay, I'll be right down. And I, we would go, and we would talk to the dawn came up and about where we were going and what was life and what was important, and lots of laughs and and those kind of moments are the most precious to me actually
0: well, two things: one, we did a program a few weeks ago on Bobby Darren, and one of the things we talked about was because of his his health, he sort of knew. He was not long for this world, so he threw himself behind everything. And he was another guy who he was another guy who in, invented himself many, many times. Yes, he did. And successfully, and successfully. Well,
1: I was the last guest on his show before he passed away, and I saw Elvis in um, Vegas before he died.
0: Well, and and the other thing you just you, you you just touched on about how when the final show was done in Vegas, you know, you, uh, you know, some of the performers would get together and just kind of decompress and just spend time with each other. Yes. Um, and and again, I'm not one of those people who believes the old days were better. But one of the things I like about the old days, and we talk about this on the program, with the younger generation of actors. When the cameras are off, they're kind of scattered, and they get absorbed in their their cell phones and their portable devices. They don't seem to congregate with their fellow actors in between takes and learn from each other, which is the way...
1: Uh, It isn't the same. It really isn't.
0: Yeah. So, um, so in, in that respect, I, you know, that that is something that is from something from our past that I wish more people would adapt. At least some of the current breed would adapt for today. I think we'd be better for it. But uh, yeah,
1: some of them you don't want to bother, though.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, uh, they're
1: pretty. Not all of them. Some, some brilliant talents, but self-absorbed and um, one-track minded and. Certainly
0: different generations. Yes, we, uh, definitely certain generations. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. I know Jerry Lewis was another important person in your life. Uh, you worked with him a couple of times. Uh, in, in fact, if I remember correctly, Rockabye Baby was a, the movie that made a lot of things possible for you.
1: He paid for my screen test at Paramount. Wow. Uh, they didn't think I was... Um, I had the right stuff for Rockabye Baby, and he proved them wrong. And my career, then we did Way, Way Out, and Mm -hmm. we we are still friends. He was very instrumental, and another one that just believed in me. He thought that I had one of the funniest bums, you know. Yeah. In the business, Mm -hmm. and um, the people should see it. And I should develop that. Consequently, I... Did because of that work with George Burns, mm-hmm. uh, Jack Benny, Bob Hope, so it was a sort of a catapult uh, working with Jerry.
0: Uh, another actor with funny bones that uh, you worked with. You did a movie with Marty Allen and Patrick Mcnee. Uh, yes, called, called, I did. called Mr. Jericho. Which we had
1: more fun than than we had uh, movie time. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, but if people get a chance to watch that movie, it was one of the great movies of the week. Uh, It was,
1: and me with that dark hair. Here's a funny story. I I loved wearing the dark hair and being exotic with dark makeup Mm -hmm. and smoking, which I don't smoke. Mm -hmm. And I went to this restaurant one night, and I kept the wig on and the makeup and the cigarette, and I was smoking away. And someone came over and said, oh, Connie, we're so glad you're here. Glad I have your autograph. <laughs> and there I was, incognito, not very cognito ish.
2: <laughs> this portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first time home buyer, or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. Be part of our conversation. If you
0: like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. you can email us at talk at Confidential.net. talk at Confidential.